Farewell from the Godfather Minute. Today we are discussing Minute 58. 58. That would be Minuto Numero Quantara Sink? Kind of close. (laughs) The the, the real words. Your effort is kind of (laughs) close. It's not close, so, it's kind of close. This one's kind of odd. We may have to we may have to consult with our, our Latin scholar in New York, uh, Peter Carucci. Mm-hmm. And for our Latin scholar in New York, Peter Carucci, <laughs> he will get a, uh, a chunk of the bone, a chunk of the grammar lesson. No, so but Pliny the Elder. <laughs> it's ching, it's cinqua, cinqua to- totu. Cinqua totu. Cinqua totu. Cinqua totu. <laughs> Cinqua totu. <laughs> Why I say it's odd? Because it's not cinquanta. That's all the other 50s huh. are cinquanta. It's like, yeah, it's a little different. Cinqua totu. Cinqua totu. Yeah. Okay. Cinqua totu. That's Minuto your ju- numero cinqua totu. That's your Java name. <laughs> cinqua totu. You know what that means in Java? What does it mean? 58. Oh, that's good. <laughs> gotcha. You're on the wrong show for that. Those kind of references. Well, we are talking about minute 58 of the Godfather. Godfather. Uh, and uh, it starts off with uh, Claire in the car, Clemenza, Rocco, and Polly. And they're driving around. Uh, mm-hmm. Polly is driving them around while they run some errands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts with them talking about how they're going to need clean mattresses. And mm-hmm. Polly had them exterminated. Oh, exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use that word. <laughs> And then uh, they pull over because Clemenza has to take a leak. And mm-hmm. uh, Rocco pops Polly in the back of the head. What do you mean? He shoots him. He, 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 he kills him, right? You won't be seeing yeah. Polly no more. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, except until the next, next minute, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the minute. And then the minute ends with where Clemenza, he hears the pops and he's slowly walking back to the car. Yeah. This is where it all happens. Yeah. So right? where do we start with this one? Well, there's a, definitely a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exterminate line. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. And it's not in the book. Oh, yeah. They don't have that conversation in the book. But in the movie, he says, oh, exterminate. They have, uh, what does he say? Oh, you may not want to use it. And then, then I think he even says, maybe we'll exterminate you. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy that they're joking around about that. Because my guess is that all three of them are thinking about it. Paulie's wondering if they know he's the traitor. Right. Clemenza's is wondering if Polly knows they're going to kill him, and Rocco's wondering if Polly suspects them too, because Rocco's the one who's about to quote pop him. Right? You <laughs> Those are the funny choice words used. Why? You know, pop him. <laughs> I would think of like shoot, kill, whacked. Huh? That's uh, funny. Pop. I guess that just sounds like uh, I don't know for some reason. I don't know. I just seem <laughs> like a, something that you would say. I think in the God context of Godfather, I always think of pop. Yeah, like so. So did did Barzini's man pop pop <laughs> pop pop <laughs> pop pop? <laughs> well, the very fact that you called it that means you're not ready. So I I uh, I don't know why I said pop. 
I guess uh, I don't know. It just yeah. popped into yeah, just popped fun. into my. I think I'm <laughs> I'm working on a story, and I have one of the main characters refer to his father as Pop, probably ah. because we've been doing this uh, this yeah. uh, show. So maybe it's just a, maybe it's just on my mind. But oh, uh, funny. So um, do you think they all are all wondering if the other people in the car? You would you would think that in that scenario it would be really awkward to talk about exterminate. I think it was Paulie who accidentally says the word exterminate. Yeah. And then Clemenza seizes on that and says, oh, exterminate, it's a bad choice of words. Right. Like, you, you'd think that he may want to not say that to... Well, he's probably, if that's probably like a Freudian slip where he he's on his mind. So the first thing he's going to think, you know, like, oh, don't worry, we had all the bugs rubbed out or, you know, oh, there's no yeah. rats there or anything, you know, so yeah. like, like it's probably on his mind. So it's, you know, he just can't help but kind of like blurt it out. And well, it's on Clemenza's mind, too. So when, you know, he says that, that's it's almost like he's they're both talking about the truth without yeah. meaning to sort of. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, uh, yeah, Clemenza says, oh, this trip into the city's killing me. <laughs> No, that's what I was asking. Why would Clemenza point it out and, and take it that whole extra step by saying, oh, maybe we'll exterminate you. It seems like a real rookie, nervous move to actually say that, or maybe the coolest move ever well, to bring it up. I, I mean, well, I guess the thing is, if they weren't going to kill Polly, mm-hmm. then that's probably what that's probably the kind mm-hmm. of ball busting they would do. So it yeah. seems less suspicious. Maybe yeah. Paulie did it on purpose to see if they would, oh. if they would, if they would take, if they would take advantage of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's killing me. Yeah. <laughs> see, see how they, so if he didn't, if he said, Oh, I exterminated them and it was just silence in the car, that would be even worse. Cause then you're like, Oh my gosh, they're clearly of guilty conscience. So yeah. yeah. I wonder, maybe you're right. Maybe Paulie did put it out there. Maybe he's smarter than we give him credit for. He always was the smart one. <laughs> it was a smart move. I'm going to start doing that from now on. When I'm like getting like when we get in the car together, I'm going to start making like offhand references to to murder just to see what your reaction is. Oh, okay. I probably shouldn't have told you that though. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I think I would have picked up on them. You think? Wait, maybe. I guess it depends on how. Oh, much I mean, you just to see if them. you were planning on killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not planning on killing you. <laughs> See, that's exactly what you'd say if you weren't planning on killing me. Um, yeah, I do. Although I do want to note from your doctor confirming why you were sick last week and we couldn't record. I'm not buying that whole flu. You know what? August Check out the telephone thing. operator. He will confirm that I was uh, yeah. that I was uh, uh, where I said I was. So uh, here's something kind of interesting. They we see it's the, it starts off with them driving around uh, New mm-hmm. York, and mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, stock footage. That's what they call it. This mm-hmm. is this was okay. not filmed specifically for The Godfather. What they did is they had the stock footage, and then the, once they found a car they liked, oh, they said, okay, let's get that car. Let's ah. get that kind of a car so it matches the stock footage. Mm. You know, oh, so that excellent. Makes sense. They, had to, they had to backwards plan from the stock footage. Yeah. So they probably, oh, yeah, they probably shopped around the, the Paramount Pictures libraries and uh, found that uh, stock footage. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you, you see them there. At one point, they're driving down. Uh, they're on Forty Fifth Street and Fifth Avenue, mm. and which is funny because that's like right near where Radio City Music Hall is. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's where Kay and Mikey were yeah. just the other day. They just saw the movie there. Uh, yeah, and then also, and then the other one where they're under the elevated tracks. That's the Third Avenue L train, which is not there anymore. Oh, it's, cool. Don't look for it. It's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> but. uh yeah, so uh, used to live in the Bronx where they had those elevated tracks. Yeah, I always yeah. thought they were kind of cool. 
Yeah, they're very cool. Does the novelty wear off once you're like around them Mm. all the time? I preferred them to the underground ones because you can you had a view and you weren't in a stuffy subway. And, yeah. I guess it depends on the day if it's raining and yeah, that's true. It could be cold out, out there yeah, if it's yeah. really late at night yeah. too. And I mean, in the Bronx, the trains run less frequently than in yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. But it's funny in New York. I, I remember a bunch of people from Queens used to refer to the subway as the L. Meaning the elevated. Yeah, and it, I didn't get that at first. I thought they were talking specifically about the L line. Right. But it's, they, they refer to all subways as the L. Huh, or at funny. least some people I, I knew. Like, yeah, I'll take the L to get to the city. Of course, I got on L and I ended up all the way in, you know, like, like Jamaica. Williamsburg. Or, yeah. <laughs> Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, that's funny. I wonder if that's an older thing. It might, it might yeah. be. I remember I was watching Seinfeld one time. And I was like, what's the deal with this sitcom? No, there was one part where uh, they were taking the subway and Kramer referred to it as like, oh, let's get on the RR. And uh, I was like, that's weird because there was a time in New York City where the trains had double letters. Oh. Which may be why they could say the L because the LL was the L train. Mm. The L just meant the elevated tracks. Did that happen during the era of Seinfeld or was Kramer referring to an earlier era? No, he was talking, he he was referring to a then contemporary, like he was going to get on the train. But when, you know, I lived in New York at the time and they hadn't been called that the whole time I lived there, which makes yeah. me think that it had been that long since, uh, since Larry David had taken a subway that he didn't even know oh, that they did got it. that they, you know, they did change that the whole system there. Someone it's, who lived there wouldn't refer to it. And let I me, mean, I guess maybe there were a certain age they would, but yeah, that seems really odd. You think that someone would have caught that or that they deliberately said, let's use an old, yeah. Or Larry David was just like, what? what? No one's going to care about that stuff. Two nerds. Yeah, so there they go, the elevated trains. Yeah. Uh, yeah it is cool to see. I appreciate that. It, I appreciated the stock footage, especially with the overdub voices. Oh, it yeah, seemed like that's a really always a unique good, uh, that's always a good experience <laughs> in The Godfather. Well, if you're, what's the music like in this? Is there music? I don't think there is. It's not the no. Hollywood. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're looking for mattresses. Make sure they're clean. The mattress theme. Song. I forgot about that song. Uh, yeah, I guess we should talk about that a little bit where they say they go to the mattresses. Mm-hmm. Or do they talk about it later on? They- no, I think it's in this clip. They say, hey, uh, we got to get a bunch of mattresses. Okay. It may have been in the last minute, but we didn't talk about it. I think make sure they're clean because they're going to be on a, on them a long time. Yeah. So apparently, when there are wars, there are gang wars going on, all the uh, all the button men mm-hmm. would would go to the mattresses, meaning they would sleep in safe houses, just you know, like dorm style, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is yeah. not for their safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I thought was interesting was that the their families were off limits. Mm-hmm. Like you would yeah. never go to like, oh, I, I know that guy's in the mattresses. I'll just go kill his wife and kids while he's yeah. gone. And so that was just like a code that people just yeah. wouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, That's when there were rules to war, Alex. <laughs> I wonder if there's still, I mean, there must still be some kind of organized organization in organized crime. In organized crime? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. No, I don't wish I knew someone who could tell me. 
I remember on The Wire one time, I remember being surprised, you know, that documentary, mm-hmm. The Wire, mm-hmm. that um, like Omar, one of the characters was walking around with, like his mother and they were like, no, none of the gang, none of the, even if everyone hates Omar, there's no way they would like kill someone mm-hmm. in front of like their mother. I think just, that's true. I find that hard to believe. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, a movie Hollywood maybe writers thing. Right. Actually, I just read, I don't, I don't know. We want to get too dark. I just remember there reading today in the times that there was a, a woman who was who watched her own mother get killed in front of her, but maybe that wasn't organized crime. That may have been just someone. Oh yeah. Certainly. Like certainly. Yeah. Certainly people who would very willingly do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not in these particular scenarios or at least not the fictionalized versions of these scenarios. Yeah. Um, anything but, else about the city before we move to the next scene? Um, well, just in general, mm-hmm. uh, something I thought about was that, uh, and I actually looked it up. This is taking place. We figure sometime between Christmas and new year's, right? Mm, because right. Tom says it's almost 1946. Yeah. And we know it's, you know, everyone's talking about Christmas. And I looked mm-hmm. it up and according to the, the old farmer's almanac, mm. uh, in, I just picked Arbi- December 29th, 1945. Mm-hmm. It was a high of 37 degrees, uh, snow, rain, and ice pellets Uh-oh. that day. So, uh, sorry, Francis Ford Coppola, oh. your movie failed. Uh, fails the old, old farmer's almanac test. That's a big plot hole. Yeah. Have you heard that? That's a plot the current- Yeah. A whole lot of plot holes. <laughs> that's the current thing now is when people nitpick movies something like that they would say that's a big plot hole they would say that's a plot really? hole in the movie oh, as funny. opposed to a continuity error oh, yeah. like, oh how come that was there that thing that was a big plot hole like it's just dumb oh funny they just changed the term yeah instead of continuity error i guess so yeah. because it, it's not as it's not as exciting to say that's a yeah. big continuity error yeah. as opposed <laughs> to a big plot hole sounds yeah. so dramatic. plot hole is more accessible to people yeah. Continuity yeah. error sounds very technical, very, very well, someone, Hollywood business talk. <laughs> someone pointed out that these are all terms that used to just be among like film connoisseurs mm-hmm. or like a storytelling connoisseurs. But now like everyone is, mm-hmm. everyone's a critic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. I hear people talking around the water cooler saying like, oh, do you see the poor job that the best boy and the gaff did? On uh, Game of Thrones, that was a particularly. Uh, I think actually they did a great job. So that is a big plot hole right there. Oh, yeah. oh my your, story! Your statement is a big plot hole. <laughs> uh, actually, it's you know if you you check even more, you check the old farmers or the new farmers almanac, you can mm-hmm. see that the weather was uh, cool on that day, so people would not be collecting be collecting around the water cooler. So that's a ah. second plot hole. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were people like, only drink water on cool. I like the new days. farmers almanac was the whole purpose is to retroactively <laughs> go back and correct the weather for certain days or movies that happen so that it matches up <laughs> properly. That's great. What I thought you were going to say is the purpose of the new farmers almanac is to point out all the plot holes <laughs> in the old farmers almanac. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah. Uh, so before he, they pull over to take a leak. Um, this is where there was a deleted scene. I think we mentioned it briefly, um, where they show, mm-hmm. uh, them stopping to get the cannolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, interestingly, the, 
there's a still showing it and you see the, the name of the restaurant is the Luna Cafe, Luna's Cafe. Mm. And uh, that's the same. The interior is where they filmed uh, Michael killing the Turk. Oh, wow. So, so they, I'm guessing they were like done around the same time where they just like yeah. Clemenza go in the walk in and there and just walk out with the box. So, you know, yeah. we'll say it's the oh, <laughs> you never see that it's Luna Cafe yeah. when you're inside. In the, so uh, anyway, oh, we'll have to go. He goes in. Hey, Salazzo, what's wrong with your head? He's got a bullet hole in it. They're still all in that position. McCluskey's there. McCluskey's all. <laughs> Can I take your order? <laughs> Stand him up. Uh, yeah, so then he. McCluskey said, Don't try the veal. <laughs> Service is terrible. Um, oh, maybe that's how Clemenza finds out that. That the feet he the past Clemenza warns the future Clemenza, saying, "Hey, that this toilet is a great. This restaurant is perfect because there's an old fashioned toilet with the chain." Oh. but maybe Clemenza can't travel, but to, in time, but Tessio can. That's why Clemenza tells Tessio, and te- the future Tessio is the one who says it's perfect. There's an old fashioned toilet. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Past Clemenza tells Tessio? I thought Tessio is the well, one who could do the time traveling. So it's, it's I shouldn't say past, present Clemenza, the one who walks into this bakery. Yeah, okay. Sees that, oh, this is a perfect restaurant to do yeah, the it's crime. Perfect. So he tells present Tessio. Then present Tessio. Then present yeah. Tessio. Hey, tell your future self that if we ever need a place to kill someone, this will be a great place. <laughs> Wait, why does there have to be time traveling? Why can't Clemenza just say, hey, you know what? If we ever have to kill a guy, we can totally use this. <laughs> he's telling future Clemenza right there. <laughs> no, because he's telling, he needs to travel to tell the future. <laughs> why not tell him then and make that one louder? <laughs> That's a big plot hole. That's a big plot hole. I think anytime you do start to time travel, you're gonna have tons of yeah, yeah, tons of plot holes, Senator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. for our listeners, we usually save the time travel scenarios for the bonus content. Yes. So if you want to hear, hear about more time travel stories, go to godfatherminute.com and support us. Actually, while you're mentioning that, I want to say that um, I want to call attention to the fact that, yes, we have bonus content every episode, Mm -hmm. but there are also other perks and other tiers, other levels you can join at. Tell me about those. Uh, Well, there's the um, robot killer level where Mm -hmm. you get a free, not free, you you get a copy of the DVD of a movie we made. That's right. It's it's a good movie. It's a a good movie. movie. Yeah, go to robotkiller.com. You can see the preview. And uh, so there's that. You can also get a autographed copy of the Godfather Blu-ray, the set signed yes. by us. We'll personalize mm-hmm. it to you. Write something mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Write like uh, Baba. How? What would you sign on yours? I would say now you get the hell out of here. Uh, I was going to say I ain't no band leader. I don't know why. I think you need to be Jack Waltz for Halloween. Oh, that would be great. And I'll be Hagen, and we'll go together and. We'll have it's cool to have props and stuff. So, but the problem. Oh wait, now we okay. We, is this bonus should, content? Halloween costume should definitely be bonus. okay. Bonus, bonus content. content. Yeah, but so there's the the robot killer. There's the signed Blu-ray. You can even be a guest on the show. You can. You can totally come. We'll we'll do a special episode where we just you talk to us about the Godfather. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that would be really fun. Yeah, I think I really want to push this because I really want to reach our goal so that we can do the Godfather Three commentary yes. tracks. So I really want to be. Oh so it's not, I'm not doing this out of greed. I'll give my share to charity. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want an excuse to watch and talk about Godfather Three. <laughs> so go to GodfatherMinute.com/support mm-hmm. and uh, check in there. We really should have a Zaza level of support, which would be what. <laughs> um, what would it be? He's the best dressed guy. He's sort of a dapper Don. <laughs> well, something we have to give somebody. Yeah. Oh, what would they get? Yeah. What What would oh. be the What would be the incentive to sign up at the Zaza level? Let's think about it. Maybe something about horses yeah. or. Hey, and also, if you have an idea for something that you would like us to do, okay. go to go, write us at GodfatherMinute at God, Gmail dot com. Why not? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe you might have a great idea that we're not thinking of. Yeah. How about we go horseback riding with whoever, whoever uh, is it that, that yeah, dressed as cops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Anything more about the city, or can we get to the the, the juice of the no, scene? No, let's get to the juice. All right. So they pull up, and where is this location, Alex? Is it Long Island, New Jersey, New Jersey, Liberty State Park? Ah. It's uh, I think that road is called like Freedom Way or Freedom Row. So. You're in uh, New Jersey, and you go to the Liberty State Park right across the right across the river. You can find the very spot. When you told me it was Joyzy, I realized I just respond. I just reacted like Hagenroth when the cake comes. Ah, remember he's so excited. <laughs> you got excited about New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I guess because I didn't know that. I assumed it was Long Island, New York, yeah. somewhere. It's a beautiful shot. I see the Statue of Liberty. The car pulls up. Yeah, it's the very symbolic Statue mm-hmm, of Liberty, mm-hmm. like. Turning its back, pretending that just the same way America pretends that oh, oh no, we're not a we aren't founded by a nation of, of mm-hmm. you know criminals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool little uh, thing. Yeah, that's great. Um, Why well, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I think this is hilarious. So Clemenza gets out of the car. Or he so says he has to got pull over. I got to take a leak. He's got to take a leak. I got to take a leak sometime this month. <laughs> well, let me ask you, Alex. Do you think that Polly was suspicious that in the middle of this park? Clemenza said, hey, pull over here, coincidentally, where there's no one around to go take a leak. Uh, I'll say no. Why why not? Because I think um, uh, Clemenza is a professional, Mm -hmm. so he would not want to spook. He wouldn't want to spook Polly by doing something out of the ordinary. So, oh, so you think they... So presumably this is something he does all the time. Mm-hmm. If he's driving around, he's like, yeah, I got to take a leak. Maybe he drinks a lot of coffee all day. So they, you know, it goes right through him and mm-hmm. he has to keep... So something like that. Well, I've got the answer in the book. <gasps> and let me, let me say that you were... Hyman Roth. Before you read the book, to show it around so everyone gets to look <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah, you are a pretty smart guy. <laughs> You're smart, not like everyone says. Uh, Puzo wrote that Paulie was not suspicious... Because Polly had worked with Clemenza oh, for years yeah. and knew that Clemenza had a weak bladder. Whoa. And was apparently always pissing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, always pulling over. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder all the other... pulling over. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder all the other places. Like, hey, pull over on 3rd Avenue. I need to take a leak like in the middle of the road. We should do the Godfather tour where you see all the places where Clemenza urinates oh, throughout during his, his admittedly brief life. Hey, if, <laughs> hey, if there's someone good at Photoshop out there, start posting on our on Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse nightclub on Facebook places and, and just put Clemenza in there peeing. Totally. You know, on top of the Eiffel Tower, mm. uh, in a toll booth. 
Wherever. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that's a great idea. Actually, I thought of a funny one. Maybe in the restaurant, just as Michael's shooting McCluskey and Salazzo, Clemens is there <laughs> peeing like, right on the wall. Or how about when uh, Michael goes into the bathroom to get the gun and you <gasps> see Clemenza peeing in the urinal? <laughs> Remember, kids, two shots each. <laughs> and don't look anyone in the eye. <laughs> she just disappears like a ghost. He's like Obi Wan, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Two shots each, Michael. So uh, why don't you tell that girl you love her? <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Honest, I tried. What? Ow. Anyway, what were you gonna say? So I think it's great. So Clemenza gets out of the car. Mm-hmm. Did you notice he zips down his fly, and you can hear the zip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simultaneously, when you hear the zip, you hear a a barge in the distance going. <laughs> I did not notice that. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been done on purpose. Oh my gosh, that's so. It's fun. exactly at the same time. <laughs> the first thing I thought, of, of course, is Clement, the devious Clemenza's wife. We probably <laughs> haven't had to put that in his contract. Like required <laughs> that as for a line item in his contract. <laughs> we'll to go back, retroactively add that into yeah. the last week's photos. You gotta have the sound effect of the barge when he pulls, when he opens his drawers. Tell them that they should put in a sound effect. <laughs> oh, you don't think she deals directly with the writers? Well, not in this one. That's the, that's the oh, second one. Yeah. She he insisted that she be uh, a. Uh, Oh, part of it. This is the where she got the idea that she should. Yeah. And we'll def- I think next minute is where we're going to find out where she got this brilliant idea from. Oh. <laughs> but um Oh yeah, cuz maybe in Godfather 1, she for example, she did not like the sound of the barge simultaneous oh. with a zipper going down and that's what she said. I need to get in, I need to start managing you. The sound not, design not- is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so then uh Polly gets shot, right? Mhm. Polly gets shot. You, wow. hear the, you hear the pop, pop, pop. Yeah, pop. Oh, See? I said it. <laughs> they didn't say uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. That's true. Um, what do you think about that? It's, uh, I mean, after all this build up to it. Yeah. Well, so that's a good question. So we're not at the, they, they don't mention the cannoli in this minute, Mm-mm. which means that tomorrow they must say the cannoli line, which means today is the last episode before we reached the end of the cannoli countdown. Yeah. So technically right now is the last one, right? The last. Should we just get over it? Get get it over? Let's, you know, play the whole full, fullest version you have right now. Well, I've got a 25-minute master mix. Pop it to me. Okay, let's do it. Here <laughs> is your last cannoli <laughs> countdown. He got a cold and then didn't show up to work. I thought Paulie was a good kid, but it turned out he was the stupid jerk. I'm talking about a guns and cannoli. You won't be seeing Paulie no more. You gotta leave the gun to send a clear message or else you might lose your life. And whatever you do, take that cannoli. Don't upset Clemenza's wife. We're working on a gun. Left. How many minutes left? We're doing the countdown. How many minutes left? 
Well, how many minutes left, Alex? Well, let's see. If this is minute 58, and uh, he, the last time we see Polly is in minute 50. Wait, is it when you won't see Polly, or what is it when the cannoli line happens? I think it's both. It's the same minute. But I mean, is it's true, but it's a cannoli countdown. It's not the last time you see Polly countdown. It's the right. last time you see the cannoli. It's the old, pe- yeah. People assume, see, people assume that it was countdown of, of last time you'll see Polly, but it's actually the cannoli countdown. Yeah, that's a, yeah. The writer's so. intent was it's the last time you see the cannoli, which is next minute. But you don't, I guess you see him carrying it. You don't see the box. It's in the box. <laughs> it should have been the uh, cannoli box counting. Oh, no. I got to go edit it. Well, we could just do cannoli parentheses box. Okay. Close parentheses <laughs> countdown. Well, there must be one minute left. One minute left. That's one it. One minute left. That is going to upset Clemens' wife. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she'll be happy because he, he took the cannolis. It's true. Uh, so I'm, one thing I'm surprised about is, uh, is Paulie gets dispatched very quickly. Yeah. You mean in the movie? Or well, I mean, on I'm this road trip. I, I'm assuming the book too, but like, it's not like they yeah. take him out and torture him, and and like he might not even probably doesn't even see it coming. You know, that's true. Which to me seems like a pretty, I don't know, kind way to do it, considering that his he was conspiring to have the Don killed. Like it seems like he should have had his head in a vice with his eyeball popping out of his head or something. Yeah, I don't. You know, in all the Godfather movies, do they ever show people getting tortured? think people just get killed right that's the message they send but like like uh mo green he sees it coming a lot of the a lot of the the the, the bosses see it coming whereas paulie's just kind of sitting there oblivious thinking Mm. about oh i'm gonna have some cannolis later maybe maybe that's part i wish i could get my i have such a cold like my taste sense of taste is totally gone but (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's part of the message hey barzini tatai you won't even see it coming oh oh, you think this is an old sicilian message it might be hmm yeah all what right. the, what's in the book? It's not in the movies. They also left a bunch of fish in the, the tuna. Oh yeah, tuna and halibut in the back seat, which <laughs> is a mixed message that you might see it coming. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> flounder have eyes on their other side. They have two eyes on one side of their <laughs> yeah. face. So it's <laughs> what I what I love about the scene is you you see Clemenza's reaction. It's sort of a close up on his face, and mm-hmm. he turns his head slightly, and mm-hmm. then the music starts right away, and it's this. It's the the traditional Godfather theme music. Yeah, the uh, it is really effective. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a good scene. Mm-hmm. So there are some differences in the book. May I? I'm not sure. going to read from the book, but sure. Can I just highlight some? Tell me the ways the book is different than the movie. In the book, Clemenza actually relieves himself, returns to the car, and then tells Rocco, "Go ahead." And then Rocco shoots him. Oh, so while he's in the car, while he's in the car, and then and Clemenza has to kind of jump back to not get splattered with blood. Yeah, this seems like a better, yeah. a better technique. Yeah. What was the? Oh, so they still use the excuse of him stopping to relieve himself. Yes. Okay. In mm-hmm. the book, though, he took a dump. I think on the side. You <laughs> <Yeah>. had <laughs> a very weak uh, digestive yeah. system. So, can we talk a little bit about Rocco? Is this the time to talk about Rocco? Um, I also have a, a, a bunch of stuff on the actor who played Paulie too. So we could talk if you have some Rocco information. Let me go with a little bit with Rocco okay. because he this is where he he really enters the film and the book. So Rocco, uh, the, the, this is where he gets made. He, he makes his bones. He makes Paulie's bones. So he Puzo writes in the book about um, 
the morning, this morning, that Polly is going to get killed. They're mourning the loss of Polly. Yes. And so in the morning, I'm going to read a little bit. I know I said I wouldn't, but I'm going to read a little bit. Puzo wrote, Clemenza was troubled, mm. not because Gatto had been his protege and had turned traitor. This did not reflect on the Capo regime's judgment. Hmm. After all, Pauli's background had been perfect. He came from a Sicilian family. He had grown up in the same neighborhood as the Corleone children. He had been brought up through each level in the proper manner. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Clemenza had not been unaware that Pauli Gatto supplemented his income with freelance stick-ups, strictly against the family rules, but even this was a sign of the man's worth. The breaking of such regulations was considered a sign of high-spiritedness, like that like that shown by a fine racing horse fighting the reins. Some interesting <laughs> background. What was troubling Peter Clemenza this morning was an administrative problem. <laughs> you want to guess what the problem is, Alex? Uh, who is he going to have to replace? Who's going to replace Polly? Yeah, who is going to... And apparently the person who was going to replace him had to be the one who killed them. So was Polly a made guy? Oh, I don't, he, oh he, he had made his bones. So, yes. so he was, a, I'm surprised. Yeah. I thought usually once you were made, you were like, I think if you're a trader, all deals are that's off. True. Yeah, that's your, true. Your immunity is taken away. Yeah. Well, I'm obviously like Tess. Yeah. And I guess, cause Tessio, we assume is a made guy and he yeah. gets, you know, we know what that's happens true. to him. So yeah. I think you're right. If you're, that's a, uh, that's like a contract voider. Yeah. I mean, they can't, they couldn't even get Tessio off for old time's sake. If you read in your contract, it says no talking to Barzini, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Good day, Polly. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I said, good day, Polly. <laughs> the actual execution of Gatto was a cut and dried chore. The problem was who should the copper regime bring up from the ranks to replace Gatto and the family? It was an important promotion. That to button man, one not to be handed out lightly. The man had to be tough and he had to be smart. He had to be safe. Not a, yeah, not a person who would talk to the police if he got in trouble. One well saturated in the Sicilian's law of omerta, the omerta. law of silence. This is an interesting point I want to highlight. And omerta. then, <laughs> what kind of a living would he receive for his new duties? Clemenza had several times spoken to the Don about better rewards for the all-important button man who was the first in the front line when trouble arose, but the Don had put him off. Mm. If Polly had been making more money, he might have been able to resist the blandishments of the wily Turk, Solazzo. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Don's uh, slipping. Yeah, maybe. Those mustache peats, they're just not in the... Uh... I wonder why he doesn't go into why the Don didn't want to pay them more. Just so, a, just so a management I assume decision. that that's interesting because I would have assumed that all of the capital regimes would be in charge of their own uh, uh, payroll. Yeah, but that he would have to go to the Don and say, "Oh, listen, Paulie's a good kid. Can we can we give him a little bit of uh, extra money?" And the Don's like, "No, no, no, we'll talk to you about it. Like, talk to him when I get out of the hospital." <laughs> He's been when am I going to the hospital? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'll call you an ambulance. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit about Rocco here. Okay. So Clemenza had to choose between three. He had three candidates for the position. Mm -hmm. So it's great. You don't see any of this in the movie, which is why I wanted to highlight, highlight it. Uh, there was one guy, but Clemenza scratched him off the list after considering his name for a half hour. This man got along too well with the black people, which hinted at some flaw of character. Aww. Also, he would be too hard to replace in the position he now held. 
It's always a problem. It's hard to be a cop or regime. These are administrative problems. Yeah. The second person, uh, this man was the collector of delinquent accounts for family licensed Shylocks in Manhattan. He had started off as a bookmaker's runner, but he was not quite yet ready for such an important promotion. Hmm. So finally, he settled on Rocco Lampone. Lamponi had served a short but impressive apprenticeship in the family during the war and World War II. He had been wounded in Africa and been discharged in 1943. Oh. So he was a soldier like Mike. He's a patriot. Yeah. Because of the shortage of young men, Clemenza had taken him on, even though Lamponi was partially incapacitated by his injuries and walked with a pronounced limp. Huh. I don't see him limping in the movie, do you? No, Not that we see him so. walking no. terrifically often, but we'll have to keep uh. an eye out for it. Clemenza had used him as a black market contact, blah, 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 da, 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 da. What Clemenza liked about him was his good judgment. He knew that there was no percentage in being tough about something that would only cost a heavy fine or six months in jail. Da, da, da. Clemenza felt the relief of a conscientious administrator who has solved a naughty personnel problem. Yes, it would be Rocco who would assist. Well, there you go. Nice. So, right. so Congratulations, gets, Rocco, uh, on your promotion. You, you got to fill out your 401k uh, uh-huh. forms and your uh, health insurance. <laughs> That's what his wife said. Don't forget the W-2s. <laughs> so uh, that's. I'm glad that Rocco is – does. I never really paid much attention to Rocco because mm. other than, uh, than uh, Al Pacino yelling his name, I don't really remember him – like as a character much, but yeah. of course he's the one who, uh, who kills, uh, Hyman Roth. That's right. It he's, is. He's the one who meets yeah. him at the airport. Yep. And, uh, so we see mm-hmm. his full, we see him get made his bones and then we see him take one, take a real one for the team. Yeah. Boy. So, uh, what kind of incentive? Anyway, we'll talk about that yeah. later on. You can't wait to get to Roth. <laughs> I can't. Which is crazy. Cause you can't get to him as long as he's being <laughs> held by TSA. <laughs> he's been, uh, we've been trying to get to him for, uh, 10 years. One other thing in the book, mm-hmm. before this scene takes place, Clemenza had met with Rocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemenza gave Rocco the gun and said to him, hey, after the job, take your wife and children on a vacation to Florida. Use the family hotel in Miami so I know where you are. Wow, they have a hotel. Yeah, they have a hotel in Miami. I guess they put up a bunch of mobsters. That'd be an interesting place to stay. <laughs> Maybe that could be a bonus content. It's what the, what like kind a, of parties go yeah. on at the... Uh... <laughs> The Motel Six shooter, <laughs> the Mo, because uh, it's Mo Green, <laughs> yeah. the Mo Green Six. <laughs> and the last point in the book is Puzo described uh, Polly as the the ferret faced button man. Yeah, that's it's an accurate yeah. uh, accurate description. Yeah. Um, I have some information about the actors. Should we do it this minute, or should I postpone it for tomorrow for next week's minute so that? We can, since that's, that's really his farewell appearance. Yeah, we actually see Rocco next minute. No, not Rocco. I mean, Pauly. Oh, Pauly. The actor who plays Pauly. Yeah, let's do it next week. Okay, let's yeah. do it next week. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have one bit of trivia. Lay it on me. That I want to say that I read today uh, on the mm-hmm. internets. Who knows if it's true. Uh, the house that Jack Waltz lives in, his mansion, mm-hmm. with the cartoon and everything. Oh, yeah. That same house was used in the movie Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Al Pacino's hoo-ha movie. Oh, wow. So, uh, the interior of it? Uh, I think the exterior. So I don't know. Oh, I haven't seen Scent wow, of a Woman, but they crazy. said that same house was used in the, uh, in the thing. So I wonder if they did that intentionally to kind of like 
as a wink to uh, all those Jack Waltz fans out there. <laughs> like horse skull in a bed. Well, maybe, maybe he, Al Pacino got that idea from Jack Waltz. Kind of sounds like him a little bit. Uh, do you think like over time that that was the curse is that he is, he does kind of uh. turn into uh he just kind of turn into a very uh, Jack Walt. He got the gray, like spiky hair. And, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> he loses his prize Philly. <laughs> yeah. So huh. if you lived in that house and people came over and you could only tell them that either the Godfather was filmed here or sent to a woman, what would you say? I would say sent to a woman. <laughs> really? Because I'd want them to be like, oh. uh, I'd want them to <laughs> take, wow, that's really cool. Al Pacino was here. Wow. And then like they would go home and then event they would tell that story at like, you know, cocktail parties and they'd go on and on about it. And then eventually someone would go, oh, you know what? That was the same house, the Godfather, part of the Godfather. And that person would be like, I can't believe he didn't even, he knew that the Godfather was filmed there too. He was so humble. He didn't even mention that part. Hold <laughs> that because you want to be seen as being humble. Yeah, totally. I can't believe you would really say sent a woman and not Godfather. You know what? Now I know who the real traitor in my family is, Alex. <laughs> it was never personal. <laughs> it was just business. I just true. liked you personally. That's true. You were always the smarter one. <laughs> like everyone says. <laughs> All right. I guess, uh, yeah, and the minute ends with Clemenza walking back to the car after... Uh, Polly's been ever Polly got popped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goes to Polly. Uh, all right. So. I do have something from our grab bag. Is that what you call it? Or cleanup? Something that that we talked about in an earlier uh, minute, but we never addressed. Oh, are you going to play the, like? Hmm, we should look into that. Are you going to play the grab bag theme? <laughs> I'm still working on a can only countdown theme. Okay, <laughs> I got one minute left. <laughs> How many minutes left? <laughs> It's uh, it's getting there. Okay, I had to re-edit it and re-record stuff when you started talking about Clemenza's wife in the previous minute. <laughs> A little teaser there, <laughs> so I had to go back to the drawing board, tune the <laughs> guitars, rewrite it. <laughs> You're worse than Clemenza's wife, making me do script rewrites. <laughs> so, in sorry, minute- I'm a tough family. <laughs> <laughs> so, in minute fifty-six, uh, we were paying homage to the actress who played Mama. What's her name again? Uh, Morgana King. Yeah, because she had just died. Mm-hmm. And you said, I said, Mama Mia. And you said, Mama. And you said, how do you say their Mama? Right. So I consulted with our, our Latin scholar, Peter Carucci in oh, New yeah, York. Oh, yeah, what did you say? He said, Quantara tutto. He said, <laughs> la, la loro madre. La loro madre. So it's not That's, Mama? That means their mother. But it should be mom. It probably could be, be a little bit more, probably, a little yeah. bit more informal yeah. than, than mother. So, what is the first word? La loro, la loro mama, la loro mama, mama, la loro mama. <laughs> That's their their mother. Their, no, no, it's mother. Their mother. <laughs> oh, that's hard to do. <laughs> I only have like three of those per week oh, that I can do. You just have two of them right there. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so there you go. All right. And that wraps up minute 58. Mm-hmm. We're, boy, we're almost at the one hour mark. We are, yeah. Did we figure out how many minutes are... <laughs> how many minutes left in the whole movie? Uh, it's a shade under three hours. Okay. So we're about... So we're 59 out of 178. 
Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we're getting there. We're, we're getting one it. third, though. That's true. We'll get there, Pop. So basically, it's going to take us three years. <laughs> oh, my God. So How long are... did it take them to make the movie? <laughs> I don't know. So we're probably less than three years, right? I'm assuming so, yeah. So we're, wait, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're trying to tell me that it took them less time to make the movie than it is for us to just talk about it? <laughs> yeah, well, they also they also filmed it in one big chunk. We, we talk about it for half an hour once a week. Yeah, okay. The, tr- right. the trick will be at the end when we see how many minutes this took us to do, mm-hmm. and then we compare it. That's true. I wonder what the so, ratio will be. Yeah. If- we should um, take a wager as to how many how many hours long we think we were, or this project is going to take. You want to take guesses right now? Yeah. I don't have a pen on me, but... Uh, I don't either. Someone write this so down. So it's about 180 minutes. Mm. Oh, yeah. We're going to need a calculator, too, right? Not if you're good at math. <laughs> As you're typing on your No, no, I, wanna, I was just going to confirm the running time, just if oh, that okay. makes any difference. Uh, I remember when, with uh, with uh, Star Wars Minute, when we discovered that we'd spent like, let's see, each average episode is about half an hour long, and each movie's about two hours, so that would be 6,600 minutes? Hmm. So what is that, like 3,000 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's 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 come up, each come up with a number, and yeah. then we will we'll, we'll see you at the end. How we yeah. do? Okay, it'd be great if at the end, like one of us is really trying to speed it up <laughs> so they can get to that. And how about this? Whoever was right gets all the Patreon money. <gasps> Whoa, big stakes! Oh, Maron, if I could get into that Patreon account, those are some uh, big stakes. <laughs> well, uh, what do you rate this minute, Alex? Oh, right, rate it. Um, well, rate come it. on, it's it's you know. Oh, yeah. He gets shot, and you see him get shot. I'll say four. Mm. If the cannoli line was in this minute, it would yeah. bump it up to oh, five. It's the fact that it's yeah. spread out over yeah, two. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. The shot is great. The dialogue in the car about exterminate is great. Mm-hmm. Paul, you went out to take a lead, and then he gets shot. I'm going to say four. Four. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, we want to talk about bonus content. Have we decided what we're going to talk about? Oh, let's do let's do let's do potpourri. Okay, uh, potpourri. <laughs> one idea is uh, if they were on game shows. I know I keep bringing this one up. Or if they were game show hosts. Oh, they're a host. I think you meant they were contestants. I think either way it could be fun, but yeah, maybe. that could be a good. Yeah, we'll, 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 okay, it could be a good avenue to explore. Yeah. Okay, and we'll do headlines and D and D stats, all the usual stuff. Oh yeah, because there's some mm-hmm. action in this one. All yeah. right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the Godfather Minutes and until then take the the cannoli cannoli. wait leave Leave the the gun gun. take Take the the cannoli. cannoli